Hello, everyone, and welcome into this edition of the Sports Detective Podcast. I am your host, James Williams, and today I have Locked On Podcast host, Jeff Garcia. He is a beat reporter covering the San Antonio Spurs. I talked to Jeff about uh, the disappointing start of the season for the Spurs, including their 13-game losing streak. Uh, This discussion did happen Friday, by the way. I'm recording this intro Sunday, Uh, so obviously just kind of like keep that in mind if anything were to change. Um, We also talk about, you know, Victor Wembanyama, his potential to be a generational player, some of the things that we have seen that he needs to improve on, some of the things that we are very, uh, you know, taken aback by with how professional and talented he is already. Talk about the lack of guard depth uh, on this roster. We talk about Greg Popovich's moment where he grabbed the mic last week and said, told the fans to like stop booing Kawhi middle of the game. That was really weird. Um, good conversation with Jeff. He's a good guy. I uh, hope to have him on again, talking some NBA basketball, a little bit different. My first guest I've had on that's strictly not college football. So hopefully you guys enjoy this discussion that we have. And uh, without any further ado, here's my conversation with Jeff Garcia. All right, joining me is Jeff Garcia, who is a beat reporter for Ken's Five San Antonio, covering the San Antonio Spurs. He's also the host of the Locked On Spurs podcast. Uh, Jeff, the Spurs so far this season, 3-15, 13-game losing streak. Uh, before we get into some kind of big-picture topics, just what are your thoughts overall for the start of the season for the Spurs? A little disappointed. A little disappointed. I did not expect this type of start uh, from the Silver and Black. Uh, chiefly because if you're bringing in the exact same core that went through what they went through last year, you know, 22 win season, uh, you, you know, it, it is what it was. We, we knew what the Spurs were doing. You would think that uh, they would come out with a little bit more fire, not getting trounced, not losing by 20 on multiple nights. But to see them struggling, to see them unable to put together a complete game, you know, the other game versus Atlanta in San Antonio, that was the closest you got to a complete game. The last time we saw that was out in Phoenix when the Spurs had a pair against the Suns and they were competitive. So, you know, maybe that could be the spark of something good moving forward. But, you know, for the most part, fans are upset. A lot of the media in San Antonio are, are kind of stunned. Like, what happened here? You insert a Wimbayama, you know, potentially generational player into the mix with, Veteran players, I know there's a lot of, you know, storylines saying, oh, this first team is young. I beg to differ. I don't think they're young. You have, they're young by age, but not by NBA standards. Uh, you have multiple guys for four or more years in the league, and they're just not putting it together. So, yeah, a little disappointed, a little caught off guard. It makes me scratch my head and wonder, how does Las Vegas know these things? When their preseason projection for the Spurs were 22 wins, and everybody just scoffed at that. Now it looks like that projection could be right. So, you, you know, and another reason why it stings more is because media day from Popovich to Devin Vassell to Wimbayama to Jeremy Sohan to Trey Jones, everybody on the roster kept us saying, this season is about wins. We went through last year, 22 win season. That you, you know, was not a good taste in their mouth. So they're coming out raring to go on media day and then flat. And now it's turned into, well, now we're in an experimental phase. It would have been best if the Spurs just came out and said, you know, we're still in the rebuild mode. I think that would have taken the sting a lot, a lot of the uh, shock what's going on right now uh, with in San Antonio. If they just went with that, I think it would have been easier to take. 
but the fact that they hyped up the the city, the fan base so much that it's coming, you know, looks it looks like I mean, I don't know if I'm there yet, but look, maybe the season could be a wash already. You know, it's it's getting to that point. Uh, you you wonder, you know, like if they're still in the rebuild. Okay, fine, just say it. You, you know, just say we're 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 still in the rebuild. Technically, they are, James. They are. They're, they're still in the rebuild. Wemby is a big piece, but he's not the piece to get them over the hump. This is not David Robinson turning a twenty-one one season. Um, to a 56 win season, uh, Tim Duncan from a 22 win season to a 57 win season. Uh, and Wemby's not there, but he's going to get there. He's just going to take time, and he's starting to turn that corner. Uh, four games, 20 points or more, so that's a good sign. Uh, but yeah, uh, initial thoughts are a little bit stunned, uh, shocked, and hoping that this losing skid and things will turn. We're, we're not we, Spurs fans; they see the edge of the cliff. But they're 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 itching towards it, James. They're, I think some of them are starting to run into the cliff to jump off already. Uh, so I, it's just a shame it started this way. Perhaps they'll turn things around as the season moves forward. Yeah, at least you guys aren't the Pistons right now. I saw this morning that the yeah. Pistons went zero and fifteen in the no- month of November. Yeah. So <laughs> you guys could have been a a little bit more down yeah. like that. You guys are maybe like the twenty eighth, twenty ninth. Uh, team right now if you're doing the rankings on that mm-hmm. i watched the game last night uh thought they'd come out with some good energy which they did they did had a few yeah. days off and uh you we were right in that game till the end and trey young kind of just did some of his trey young like you know tricks mm-hmm. getting to the free throw line um you know hitting insane shots he was awesome last night mm-hmm. uh i was kind of because i watched like a bunch of spurs games yesterday you know this week just kind of preparing for this just mm-hmm. watching like replays of old games and like there's is talent on this team. Like I like Devin Vassell. Um, Sohan, I think is a little bit miscast because you're asking mm-hmm. him to be the point guard yeah. and you're also asking him to like guard, like the team's mm-hmm. best defender. A lot of times, yep. uh, Wemby is like, I think it'd be better if he was like, kind of like a second option, kind of how Chet in, mm-hmm. uh, OKC right now is like feeding off of Shea. If mm-hmm. you had Wemby not being like the first option, a lot of times that I think that would really help. But just to me, just watching this team, it looks like, I don't get the construction of the roster right now because it looks like they basically put this team together and they're like, Hey, what would it be like if we built a team and just didn't have any guards? Yeah. So well, that's got, yeah. go ahead. No, I was you know, that, that was a little surprising too in the preseason because they had acquired campaign and that made sense as a, okay, that makes sense because Trey Jones fits well with this team. He's one of my favorite players on the roster. And I think he does a bang up job, and and then when they wave campaign, I was like, huh, okay, so we're gonna roll with Trey Jones, and then what? A Blake Wesley, who is still in the G League, uh, and then that's when the Sohan uh, experiment popped up. Now, you know, with the campaign, uh, you know, he didn't say it, but he said it. He said it without saying that he didn't want to be in San Antonio. So perhaps he could have just came to the front office and said, hey, wave me. I don't want to be here, but. The point is, and even if they did that, they could have brought somebody else in, and they still haven't. Again, you know, the trade deadline is still months away. You know, the waiver wire, all that stuff. Perhaps they'll 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 attempt that. But by that time, if they're still struggling, you know, the season's a wash. Why even bother? You just keep on going with uh, Sohan. Sohan has been verbal about his frustrations. You know, he dropped the f bomb or two about it already in uh, media practice sessions, but. You know, he's he's been a, you know, he's been a company guy. You know, he's doing what he can do. And then to his credit, he, little by little, he's getting better. Little by little. 
He's making strides. Now, he had a phenomenal game versus the Hawks, 30-plus points, uh, I believe about six, seven re- uh, assists, but he had five turnovers, and that's been his Achilles heel. That's been the Achilles heel for the Spurs for the most part, just turnovers, time, just bad timing turnovers. You saw that versus Atlanta. They were still in it despite the fact that Trey Young uh, was popping off, but those turnovers doomed them. Defense. You know, the I'm on media row. I'm talking to a colleague of mine. We're watching the game, and they're in in that first quarter. They're like, whoa, what's going on? They're, they're still in it. And I said, give it time. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. And yeah, I'm surprised uh, they didn't come at me. because they. Uh, well, actually, they did. Just on sitting next to me, they were going, you know, we blame this loss on you because I promise you, James, at halftime, I said, this is going to happen. I predicted it. I said, defense is going to collapse. Trey, Jones, uh, Trey Young is going to pop off. And, oh, by the way, statistically, every time the Spurs are ahead at home at halftime, ahead now, they lose. And it happened. So I said, I wouldn't hold your breath. And then it happened. So I'm sorry, Spurs fans. I didn't mean to do that to y'all. So nevertheless, uh, you know, and that's the thing with the Sohan experience. The book is out. Several uh, opposition players have already said, if it's a tight game, we just press up on Jeremy. And that's it. Something will happen. So. Um, it's a lot. I mean, it, it, you can go up and down the roster, up and down the court, defense, offense, and you know, roll out the scroll and be, yep, we got to work on that. Got to work on that. Turnovers, yep. Offensive uh, droughts, got to work on that. Playing forty-eight minutes, got to work on that. Um, so hand getting him better, uh, minimizing his uh, turnovers. That I mean, it's, it's like this big list of things they should need to be working on, which is a little surprising. So. I, I, I feel that with the Spurs, all they get, you know, if it is an experiment season, which it kind of is already, you're experimenting with Sohan at the point where experimenting with letting Wemby free play, you know, just go out there and play. No minimal, minimal calls for him. So then just say what it is, Spurs, and say, yeah, we're still in the rebuild. I don't know if I told you before we started recording, but I went to Iowa State, so I watch a lot of Iowa State basketball, mm-hmm. know a lot of the Big 12 basketball. So I saw Sohan play a little bit at Baylor, mm-hmm. and my reaction watching him at Baylor was like not thinking, like, oh, this guy's going to be a point guard in the NBA. Yeah. So just having this whole kind of like fit that they've had the entire season um, has been kind of shocking. Fortunately for them, though, there are probably going to be some gettable point guards. Maybe you can grab somebody mm-hmm. off of the uh, Misfit Island of toys mm-hmm. that is the Wizards. Um, mm-hmm. A guy that went to my school, Monte Morris, is on the mm-hmm. uh, just terrible Pistons right now. Hasn't even played at all this year. That's another option. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you guys will find something. You know, it is a long season. It is yeah. a long ride. Um, just hopefully you see a little bit of improvement as you guys yeah. get going throughout the rest of the season. Um, I was uh, watching the other a game the other day, and it was the game where Pop, you know, grabbed the PA mm-hmm. system and basically said to the fans, stop booing at Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Is that the weirdest moment that's ever happened in um at San, at a San Antonio game, or was it when Manu Ginobili slapped a bat out of the sky? <laughs> you know, there's been some uh, there've been a lot of um, odd moments at Spurs games, whether it be the bat pops Mike moment to the water cannon exploding at the Alamo Dome and spraying everybody in the stands, um, to roof leakage, you know, back in the day at the Alamo Dome. Uh, that that ranks up there. That was surprising. I remember I was at my seat on Media Row and looking around saying, okay, I must have slipped into Bizarro World or something. Something's going on here because this is different. And what was just 
you know, after it was over, I mean, it, it, that was the entire buzz. The it still is the buzz till today. It is fans are still talking about it. Just a couple of days ago, we had a fan on lock a fan come on lock on Spurs. I felt like it's about time. I got to bring a fan in to give their reaction. And yeah, a lot of the fans were not too happy about that. A lot of people on Media Row were, you know, nodding their heads back and forth like this. Nope, should have never done that. But that that ranks up there. Pop not only doubled down, he tripled down on his stance and what he did. He said he has no regrets. And perhaps it was just the heat of the moment, but he went from telling the fans on the mic, saying, you know, show some class in a nutshell. Then it turned into, oh, don't poke the bear. Then it turned into... I have no regrets, you know, set the example, you know, your kids are watching. So it, it felt like that, that meme, that old, that old man yelling at cloud. That's what it felt like. And Spurs fans, you know, I was at the game versus Atlanta. I was anticipating not the booze level of, for Kawhi, but somewhat for DeJounte. Because when DeJounte was traded, he did have some, uh, some opinions, some strong opinions about playing in San Antonio. And I thought, okay, no, so here they come. Spurs fans are going to just rain down on him. And they did not. There was a smattering. But, yeah, I don't think Pop will do that again. He did say it was a one-off. But I, I didn't like the precedent that it could have set for the rest of the NBA head coaches. You know, oh, if Pop did it, I can do it. That's what I was worried about. Oh, if Pop did it and I, Tom Thibodeau, the Knicks can do it. I, Quinn Snyder, the Hawks can do it. I, Jason Kidd of the Mavericks can do it. That's what I was like, oh, no, when is it going to stop? So I think Draymond Green got some ideas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but it feels like, though, the dust is settling already. So, but it was just a shame that that game, you know, and so far this season, that has been perhaps one of the most memorable moments. That, not what happened on the court, but that ranks up there. Yeah, it was like one of the ultimate like boomer moments where it was just like, like what what is going on? Yeah. Like it was it was just very very odd. Yeah. Um, I think it was just uh, again outsider looking in. It just seemed more of like kind of a frustration what was going on at the mm-hmm. court. And one thing I'll say this about uh, Spurs fans too. I went to an OKC game a few years ago, and it was uh, it was when you guys were in the uh, the DeRozan Lamarcus Aldridge yeah. era. And I was just kind of shocked at the amount of like Spurs fans that actually like, you know, traveled up to OKC for the game. I was a little annoyed at the go Spurs go chance that they kept (laughs) doing. But because I was just kind of, uh, you know, out of nowhere, wasn't expecting that. I've probably went to like 10 or 12 NBA games in my life, Mm but got to love the passion out of that fan base. And uh, the best way to get fans to boo or stop doing something is to tell them not to. Not to. It's kind of like don't make the don't make the fruit forbidden. we don't have too much time left here. Uh, I have to ask about uh, the big guy, the big seven, oh, three, yes. seven, four Frenchman, Victor Wembanyama. Just kind of what what were you expecting out of him this year? And then what have mm-hmm. you been really impressed of uh, out of yeah. him in these first 18 games? Yeah, just how much he's embraced that role, that guy, that cornerstone piece. And he's embraced it. And I've enjoyed seeing that. I was a little worried uh, to start his NBA career during the regular season because he was very Mr. Inconsistent. I mean, I mean, and that's just an understatement. But now, like I mentioned earlier, the last four games, 20 or more points. He's six steals in a game. Ranks up there with the block shots among some of the best in the league. So 
He's definitely turning out to be that generational player. He's keeping cool. He's very patient. You know, he's been vocally vocal about, you know, that he understands that there's a plan in San Antonio, but that's really what stood out for me. It's just now you're starting to see him, his evolution and it's, it's starting off fast. Like I spoke to an NBA scout and one thing that impressed them was they did not expect Victor to get it this quick. They, they, they felt that he'll get it. Yes. He, this season, just a little further down the road, but to get it almost from jump, almost, uh, was pretty impressive. And it still impresses me. You're, you, you know, versus the defending champ Joker, Nikola Jokic on the, the Nuggets. He held his own. I mean, like, Joker is Joker. He'll just whip up on you no matter who you are. But Victor did statistically hold, you know, almost go toe-to-toe. Not quite. Almost. Uh, but, and you're, you know, as far as his evolution, I would like to see him cut down the turnovers. He tends to be turnover happy. And one thing that was irking me the most about him, but now he seems to be calming down on it, was always selling for the jumper or the three shot. I'm like, Victor, you are the tallest guy on the <laughs> court. Uh, and a little blame has to go to his teammates, too. They weren't feeding him ball. But even when they did, he would catch the ball in the paint. And then the ribs behind him, and he's like, oh, well, I'm going to just go to the three-point line. I'm like, what you, it's right there, Victor. It's right there. Um, but he's getting better at that, like being aggressive to the, to the basket. You know, you know, I noticed the hype train for Victor has settled down considerably. Uh, but I think it'll spike up again uh, once he really gets going. You know, once he puts together uh, some of those 30-plus uh, point nights as we saw versus Phoenix, You'll, you'll feel the hype train uh, get back on because I feel like it hit a lull because of the Spurs record because they're getting just thumped every almost every night. So that hype train settled down a bit, but he's being consistent. He, there's work to improve on. His three-point shot, he needs to improve on percentage-wise. Cutting down those turnovers. And I like that he's trying to involve his teammates. He's, he's, very, he's always looking for them. So that's, that's a plus. So far, he is... The truth so far, but it's going to be interesting because of the five major uh, betting sites, they have now Chet Holmgren as the Rookie of the Year uh, race, you know, leader, not Victor. So majority of them, not all, but a majority of them do have Chet, and Chet is one and zero versus Victor. But statistically, if we go individual pound for pound fight here, Victor wins. But I did. That's that's one of the races that I'm gonna love to see how that plays out. You know, you know that rookie of the year race, Victor's evolution. Will he be an all star? We know he's going to the all star game, even if for the rising stars, that's gonna happen. But is he gonna do enough to get into the um, West bench? You know, a few years ago when Dejounte Murray was a spur, Popovich was vocal saying how Dejounte should have been an all star outright, not get in because Draymond Green. Gave him his seat, but and he says because our record is hurting them. I wonder if that will happen to Victor if he doesn't make an All Star squad because the Spurs' record is impacting him. So all in all, thumbs up, thumbs up. That's been perhaps the biggest bright spot for the Spurs, despite them being three and fifteen. I can't believe I'm saying that <laughs> three and fifteen. You know what, James? I even contend it should, it should, maybe they only should have one game on the record. Because they barely scraped by Houston in overtime, and Phoenix gave them one, gave them one. So, but I'll take three. I can't believe I'm happy for three <laughs> wins on a fifth, uh, so far through eighteen games. 
I, I think you guys have some more coming. You guys played really hard last night. Yeah. Yeah. W- with Wemby, he, it's kind of like, uh, it's, he's still trying to figure out like what he mm-hmm. is. Cause he's such a unique talent. Cause I was kind of watching him like, okay, like, is he a big guy Yeah. or is he kind of like this Kevin Durant offensively mm-hmm. where he's like kind of attacking more on the wing mm-hmm. and, uh, defensively is kind of like what, where it's most fun to watch him. Cause you mm-hmm. can tell some people just aren't prefer- prepared for his yeah. length. Where it's like in that Nuggets game, there's a few times like uh, Reggie Jackson like tried to throw like passes to Jokic and Wemby just stuck out his hand and just like yeah. grabbed it. Yeah. So it's been really kind of fun I, to watch I, when he's. I, I always wonder if does he really have to jump to dunk? Does he really have to? I don't he think he does. Like this. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't. I don't think he, he does. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. just so long. He's so fun to watch. And I think mm-hmm. the the bright side, even with you guys as Spurs fans, that should give you a lot of optimism is his head just seems in the right place too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you could even tell, like, uh, with some of the draft process where it's like he understands that he's this tall and this unique of a body. So he's preparing himself. He's doing all of these, like, mm-hmm. unique kind of stretching and exercises and, like, getting that flexibility right. And he just seems like his head's, like, in the right place. He, If you watch him, like, like a lot of players can kind of, like, get a little expressive when they play. Mm-hmm. He always just seems to be, like, keeps his composure and very level-headed, which is really absolutely. impressive for a 19-year-old. Yeah, absolutely. and. You know, you're talking about that, um, the medical side of things, you know, keeping himself in shape and everything. He's going through, at least with the Spurs announced, a hip injury. I don't know what severity is it, but it's just something, you know, he was almost a scratch for the Atlanta game, uh, but he had gutted it out and he played. But that's something to keep an eye on moving forward. We all know the history about big men, so I don't have to repeat that. But during the Atlanta game, when he was on the bench and when the uh, t- the action was on the opposite end of the court. He was actually doing a bunch of exercises to keep his hip uh, good and uh, fresh. He was stretching. He was doing like running in place. He was doing mini sprints up and down the baseline. And then the other, then when the action will come back, he will stop. They go back. He gets back on the court. He's bending. He's flexing. So he's very mindful of his body. Exactly. I'm. I'm gonna have to. Uh, get off of here and we're I'm gonna have to check what the odds are for rookie of the year I know I know Chet took him over for number one but if I can yeah. get plus odds on Victor I might have to dabble in that yeah. uh, if 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 you go of the five major ones like so your your BetMGM your FanDuel's your DraftKings etc uh, and there's a couple more out there I think uh, point bets uh, two of them have one of them has Victor as the hands down favorite like that hasn't budged but I think um, DraftKings, uh, MGM, and I believe Caesars all now have Chet overtaking uh, Wimby. So it, it's going to be a hot race. It's going to be a, a good. It's going to be fun to watch and mm-hmm. see how those two guys. And you know they got a somewhat of a little bit of history before coming into NBA, so yeah. that has some spice to it. Uh, you know the all the, you know just just to see these. Uh, freaks of nature i mean this is the evolution of the nba right now these seven foot plus guys that can not only just shoot but handle the ball and yeah mobile no not those lumbering logs like back in the day like your mark eaton's uh you know that were just plant in the paint or your yao ming yao ming was great but again not skill wise compared to these guys now it's like night and day yeah exactly i've very looking forward. Hopefully the Spurs can get a little bit better on the win-loss total, and then yeah. we could have like a really kind of like Oklahoma-Texas battle yeah. uh, between those two teams as we kind of enter yeah. into the 2020s and uh, yeah. 
throughout the rest of Wemby's but, career. Uh, anyway, and, and, and for your audience, James, sorry for the nerd throw up everywhere. Uh, so I'm, you know, sorry about that. <laughs> you know, I am a big nerd and I don't hide it. You know, I'm very proud of it. So I don't want to shock your listeners or your viewers, uh, James. Uh, this is like my first time doing an interview where I have like my camera like off of like, uh, not like my uh, mm-hmm. laptop webcam. Yeah. So like I haven't been like paying much attention to yeah. it, but I like look down like maybe five minutes. And I'm like, hmm, what's going on back there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry for that, everybody. No, I think all of San Antonio knows, and, and you know, and I don't hide it that I'm a big nerd. So every time they have like Comic Cons in San Antonio, I usually get tapped to be the host of them. So people in San Antonio would understand this, but for your audience who's not in San Antonio, <laughs> let me explain. Let me explain. <laughs> Where's the Tim Duncan posters? <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? I, I should have. Well, uh, Tim Duncan, yeah, maybe it's him. Maybe it's just Iron Man because he, he was an Iron Man during uh, his playing days <laughs> yeah that's awesome uh jeff yeah. I, I think i've kept you a little bit too long here Do you want to tell good. us where you can good. find all your work and we'll head out of here yeah yeah i am the host of locked on spurs part of the locked on uh, podcast network i catch it on uh, youtube is probably your best bet uh should we shoot for yes five a day i uh, will one a day uh, for Monday through friday uh, if possible and so we keep you up on the latest and greatest it's not just spurs talk Yes, there is some nerd talk, James. So that pops in for <laughs> once in a while. Uh, and also, uh, you can find me on, uh, I think, they, what do y'all kids say now? X, right? At uh, Jeff G Spurs Zone. That's probably your best. Another great way to get a hold of me. And uh, yeah, I am the uh, San Antonio Spurs beat writer for Ken's 5 San Antonio. That's a local news station out in San Antonio. So uh, I get to talk to the players and whatnot. Got a chance to catch up with a couple of players, Charles Bassey and Malachi Branham at a Christmas event and what it means to give back to the San Antonio community. You can find that at kins5.com slash spurs. Love that. Thanks, Jeff. Yes, sir. Okay, that is going to do it for the podcast today. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you again to Jeff Garcia for joining us. Uh, Thank you for putting up with some NBA talk for a little bit. I will be doing some talk this week about more betting stuff obviously we have army navy navy we know we're going to be laying some action on that game and then we also have the uh the controversy right now going on in college football where florida state left out of the playoff i will talk about that we might bring on a guest to do that um i kind of have like a more neutral opinion i'm not that offended by it uh but i understand why a lot of people are and um you know just kind of the outrage of it so we're going to talk to some people about it and uh yeah, it'll be a good week. So again, thank you for listening. Follow me on Twitter, JDMajor2. I think that's my Twitter. And uh, Instagram, JWSDetective for updates on the show. As always, guys, I'll talk to you later, and I will see you next time.